Hi, everyone, and welcome to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Olivia Mentor. And I'm Becca Freeman. And today is all about little luxuries. <laughs> and we have a bunch of voicemails from listeners, which listener participation episodes are always my favorite. I love hearing from you. We got a lot of good voicemails. I'm excited. We also got so many international voicemails. I feel very chic right now. Same, same. So chic. Well, before we get into the luxuries, tell me about your high. Well, I feel like you should go first because it's your birthday weekend recap. Oh, I guess so. I felt like yours was a bigger deal spiritually than mine, to be honest. (laughs) Okay, well, I, I can go first if you'd like. My high is I went to see Noah Kahn in concert in Saratoga Springs. And okay, so I'd never been to this venue before, but it's very cool. It's apparently very famous. And the way it works, I didn't know this until literally uh, like an hour before, is there are like a little over 5,000 seats, like assigned seats undercover. And then there's the lawn. And the lawn is 20,000 people. Oh, wow. (laughs) So we had lawn tickets and I didn't pack a blanket. I didn't pack anything. It was supposed to rain. So like literally 45 minutes before the show started, I went on StubHub and I was like, I wonder if there are any floor seats available. And there were. And we ended up being like so close comparatively, but it was good. It was like section seven. And it was just a great choice, a great impulsive decision. It was so fun. He was incredible live. Incredible. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Just that sounds like the perfect kind of venue to see him too. Like I was saying to a friend, I was like, I want to see him, but I didn't want to see him in New York City. Like I want to see him at like Red Rocks in Colorado or like somewhere that's like outdoors and like kind of nature-y. Yeah. Yes. That I would suggest that. I mean, I just went to Taylor Swift, so it's like hard to compare. But other than Taylor Swift, I have never heard people sing along with an artist at a concert like this. It was really, really, really special. Also, I loved your stories. First of all, you had like very earnest drunk stories. But second of all, I loved your stories from earlier in the day where you were like, had a poll and you were like, who do you think's going to cry? And it was like, obviously you. <laughs> I, I think it was me. <laughs> obviously. I wasn't the only one, though. I was not the only one. In your group or in general? I think at the concert. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> it was the biggest crowd he'd played to, which was kind of cool. Honestly, like you would have shocked me if you were like, I was dry eyes the whole time and Grant was sobbing. <laughs> I liked that it, like the votes were kind of in order of like the people that the Instagram followers had seen the most of. So they're like, maybe Jake is second most likely to cry. Then Grant, then my cousin. Anyway, another fun thing about the Saratoga Springs venue is that you can buy bottles of wine. Oh, fun. Yeah, it was great. But tell me about your weekend. Happy belated birthday, oh, by the way. Thank again, you. I, I said it on the day, but again. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, my birthday was September 1st. And so on Friday of Labor Day weekend, I didn't have any travel plans on Labor Day or over that weekend. So I just stayed in the city. And I usually, I don't know, I have a weird relationship with my birthday. Because it's a holiday weekend, I feel like people are always traveling. So it's like always like a hodgepodge of people who are around. And like, I kind of feel like I end up feeling disappointed. And historically, like I like to just go somewhere instead. But I was here this time and three of my friends came to Brooklyn and we just had like such a fun, it was perfect weather. It was like mid seventies, perfectly crisp day. And we had like 
we went like patio hopping and we went to one of my favorite bars here in Williamsburg, Hotel Del Mano, and we got crab legs, which is one of my love languages. It's not in the book, but it is a little known sixth love language. It's like acts of service, physical touch, crab legs. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then we went to the rooftop bar at the White Hotel. It was so fun. It was just like a really fun, perfect weather, like outdoor drinks kind of vibe. You really did get blessed with perfect weather. Perfect. And then the next day, because it was a holiday weekend, then on Saturday, I took like a do nothing day and I like read my book the whole day. I like just got to blob on my couch. It felt really good. So it was like the perfect mix of doing things and then like relaxing. That sounds truly perfect. I'm very happy that you had such a nice time. Yeah, it was great. What's your low? Oh my gosh. It's a stupid low. I'm having a book event clothing crisis. So I said this to myself. This is not a stupid low. This is a major thing that I would think about for years. It's a stupid low because I know I could have prevented this. So last year in like Q4 and then again in like February or March when sales were happening, I was like, I should buy whatever I want to wear for my book event because like I kind of am thinking like a holiday party aesthetic Mm-hmm. I'm like, because the holiday clothes won't be out yet when I have to shop for this because my book's coming out in September. And of course, that's exactly what happened. So I, I mean, I've been ordering a few things. I haven't liked anything yet. Last night, I spent hours just shopping everywhere online. I bought a bunch of things. Hopefully something will work. But it's like, it, it's in this weird period because it's like end of summer sales, Some places don't even have their fall merchandise out yet. And a lot of it is like fall or pre-fall. Like it's not like full winter. We're going to a holiday party. Yeah. So. So hard to predict weather. I feel like. Hard to predict weather. I'm assuming based on the like 14 day forecast right now that it's going to be like high 70s, which is perfect. So I can wear whatever I want. So we'll see. I really had this vision of wearing a red dress. Even though the cover is not red, I just feel like that's like the most right. Christmassy I'm in my red era. But I don't know. I did buy a red and pink dress today that I think could be it. We'll see. Oh, nice. I think this is one of the first questions I asked you. It was, yeah. <laughs> this is how much I like think about book-themed outfits, I guess. But if or I... book event outfits. If I show up to any of my events in like non-book coordinated or festive colors just know that things went badly and I'm upset and I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Oh my God, wait. I went to Dan Pelosi, Pelosi Pelosi's book launch event in New York City the other night and he had shirts custom made out of all of the tablecloths from his cookbook. Name a cuter thing. Wow. That is attention to detail. Yeah. And so he was wearing one. He has, I think, a bunch of solid ones, but he was wearing one that was like the patchwork of all of the different ones. Oh, so it was kind that. of like a madras. make that connection. Oh my gosh. Cool. I was like, you're the cutest person on the planet. Are you going to get t-shirts for all of your fans? No, I, I'm not going to sell any merch. I'm overwhelmed. I'm not. No. Focus on, on finding your outfit and then. 
Yeah, I need to so find my enough. outfit. I need to maybe like finish a draft of my second book. Like it's pretty low on the list, to be honest with you. Yeah, understandable. What is your low? My low is, okay, well, I sort of have a high, which is that I'm getting very into gardening and I really, really like it. Or it's kind of more like landscaping because there's so much stuff to like, it's just overgrown in our yard that we have to chop down. I love this for you. You know that gardening is my bucket list twilight hobby that I would like to someday pick up. I feel like I sort of copied you, which I feel bad about. No. We can do it together if you ever want to come visit. It's very rewarding and soothing most of the time. We're having an eyeball gnat problem right now, which is I've never experienced this. It's these gnats, like these tiny flies outside, and they go straight for your eyeballs and they just like to land there. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't. Sure. No, don't. Uh, Understandably. It's a hard no. Like you can land everywhere else. Like I have bites all up and you can't see all up and down my, doesn't matter, all up and down my wrist. I feel like I have some sort of a mild poison ivy. It's fine. That's all fine. The eyeball gnats are where I draw the line. So I don't know. Question Hopefully this passes with the weather. Yes. Do you think you need gardening goggles? It's funny you say that. I have been considering this. (laughs) I, oh, the visual is just really tickling me. I literally cannot wait till it gets colder again because I need my entire body to be covered. Like I'm already paranoid enough about ticks. Like this just, I'm going to be in a hazmat suit out there with my little choppers, which I don't even know the word for them. Garden shears. I call them choppers. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) You're Edward Scissorhands. Um, I'm (laughs) also picturing you not in just like small goggles. I'm picturing you like in a full scuba mask. This is what I'm going to be left with (laughs) if these gnats continue. So, you know, stay tuned. Honestly, can't wait. (laughs) Well, let's take a quick ad break and then let's get into these little luxuries. Okay, so you've been hearing me talk about my book for over two years now, and I truly feel like you all have been part of this journey with me, whether it's as unknowing accountability partners or as cheerleaders and just as book lovers. And my book, The Christmas Orphans Club, is finally coming out September 26th, which is less than two weeks away. So in case you've missed the pitch, the book is about a group of four friends who are each alone on Christmas for a different reason and have built a decade-long tradition of spending the holiday together. The book is told in alternating now and then timelines. So in the past, we get to see the greatest hits of their past Christmases and see how the friend group came to be. And then in the present, they're planning what might be their last Christmas together as one of them gets ready to move from New York to L.A., So I'm calling the book a friend com, so kind of like a romantic comedy, but the central relationship is about friendship, not romance. But there is a little bit of romance in there too. And it's really about that transitional time in your life, in your late 20s, when people start to get married and start to move for jobs. And the characters are really grappling with growing up without growing apart. And I just really wanted to explore like the ebbs and flows and ups and downs of long-term friendships. So We talk about pre-ordering on this podcast so much, so I know I don't need to tell you, but if you have not had a chance to pre-order yet, now is the time. 
Even if you don't want to read the book until closer to the holidays, which I get, if you're planning to buy it, I would love you to do it now. Pre-orders are so important because it helps show my publisher that people are excited about the book. And also all pre-orders plus week one sales roll together for bestseller list eligibility. So it's really my best chance of hitting one of these. And so I would love your help. Again, the book is called The Christmas Orphans Club, and it's available wherever books are sold. You can get a physical book, an ebook, an audiobook, whatever your preference is. I am so grateful to all of you for your support along the way and so excited to celebrate the launch with you. Okay. Tell me about your little luxuries, Becca. Oh, little yeah. Little luxuries, by the way, sounds like a like an Ariana Grande fragrance, but Oh, absolutely. Anyway. <laughs> absolutely. Us. Well, I I mean, I don't know if we have a definition for little luxuries. I was trying to do like not super expensive things that just like make me happy. You don't need to get on a plane for or like take the day off for or spend a million bucks for. So that was kind of my definition. I have a bunch that I would like to share. So I would say one of my biggest little luxuries is pre-made iced coffee in the morning. So I make iced coffee. I make like a full pot of coffee every few days. And then I just put it in a carafe, like a airtight carafe in the fridge. And so then I just have iced coffee on demand and I don't have to like brew it. I don't have to wait. It's just ready for me. And oh my gosh, in the morning, because I'm not a morning person, just being able to like pour coffee into a cup, not leave my house, ultimate luxury. I feel like coffee in general is like a little luxury because it's accessible pretty much everywhere. It's just cold, hot, and you only like ice. But like no matter the season, it's comforting and refreshing. I love it. I can't understand people that don't either really like coffee or tea. But Yeah, the ritual of it. Yes, exactly. It's just so lovely. Well, speaking of the ritual, last year I invested in an expensive mug. I bought it because it was pretty, not because it was expensive. If you've seen me post on Instagram drinking coffee any time in the last year, it's out of this mug. I have one of them. I wash it every day. It's the paint splatter mug that you always see me using. It's from a ceramicist named Christy Ahi. And I bought it in Hudson, actually. I just was like, oh, I love this. This is so pretty. And I, they only had one in stock. I was going to buy a full set. So I just got one and I was like, well, I can just wash it. It's just me. And it makes me so happy to have this beautiful mug. Like maybe I'll just like buy a new beautiful mug every year and then just have, I love the idea of like mismatched plates and mugs and things like that. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll grow a collection over time. I love that. And I love that mug. Thank you. My second little luxury that I'm bringing to the table is bodega flowers. Also, sometimes I get Whole Foods has pre-made bouquets. But just having fresh flowers in my house and they don't need to be expensive fresh flowers makes me so happy. I also feel like it's such a good motivation. Like if I put them in my line of sight while I'm doing work, Mm -hmm. love it. But we also have two listeners who have thoughts on fresh flowers as well. One of my favorite little luxuries is getting flowers at Trader Joe's. Uh, Even the the $7.99 bouquet is usually just really pretty with beautiful colors. Maybe not the most exotic flowers, but they add such a great touch to my home. And, you know, flowers can be super, super expensive, but that Trader Joe's boost just can't be beaten. Bye. 
Hi, Becca and Olivia. This is Leanne calling from Toronto, Canada, a place which I hope you get to visit very soon. A little luxury that I have incorporated into my life occasionally is fresh flowers. And I think that's something that probably many of your listeners are going to mention as well. But a little twist that I like to do to extend the life or, you know, maybe expand the impact is to actually split up the bouquets that I usually pick up at the corner store or the grocery store and um, split them up into like maybe a handful, four to five smaller vases. So either little bud vases or some milk glass vases, all of it thrifted from just secondhand shops and making those smaller arrangements and then putting them around the house in various areas. So the idea being that, you know, anywhere your eyes might land, there will be a small bouquet of flowers. Some areas that you might think about are actually actually next to the sink because, you know, maybe you're standing there for a while doing dishes, um, not only next to your bed, but maybe also if there's something at the foot of your bed so that when you're sitting up in bed reading and your eyes look up from your book that you might see some fresh flowers. So fresh flowers, but split up into tinier arrangements is my little luxury that I'd like to share. And another little luxury, which was fully influenced by this podcast are tiny tongs, something that I incorporated into my life and now my husband is absolutely in love with is the absolute luxury of just being able to pick up something with a tong because you have numerous tiny tongs around, whether it's pulling things out of the air fryer or serving things at the kitchen table. Do not suffer through forks. Uh, Use a tiny tong and have numerous on hand so that you can pick one up at any time. So those are a few little luxuries that I wanted to share with you. Olivia, I feel so validated that tiny tongs is this person's little luxury, part of this person's little luxury. I do too. I I wasn't expecting it. Me either. And then I was just so pleasantly surprised by the mention. And it's true. I, I only have really two pairs and I need more. Yeah, I agree. I agree. My next little luxury, which I have mentioned in the past, I recently bought enough of the underwear that I like that I can always wear it. And I do not have to wear the the subpar underwear that I have in my drawer. You've just leveled up in life. You've leveled up. I have. I'm like, I'm an adult. I can afford to have only the underwear I like. I didn't throw out the other ones, but I have enough that I can, you know, at the cadence that I do laundry, I don't run out of my favorite type. Which See, are, I keep trying to do this, but I feel like I'm not buying enough, which I don't know what that says about my underwear usage or like how fast I'm just like tearing through them. But like, I just feel like I always end up back having to. I swear to God, I bought the older pairs. I bought like 25 pairs. I'm going to have to buy like 100. Okay. Like, screw it. This is just do my. It. You're worth it. Gift to sell. In case. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, like someone just bought 100 pairs of whatever underwear. Anyway, I, I support this. I love this for you. Me too. In case you were wondering. My underwear of choice right now is the Skims Fits Everybody Thong, which contrary to the name is not one size fits all. (laughs) They're like really comfy. They don't show through clothes. They don't like fall down at all. They don't move. Like I just really, really like them. They come in a million colors. I mostly have been buying them from Nordstrom and they have them in five packs that are like different color themes. And so you can get like five at a clip. So I've just bought a bunch of different themed five packs. 
Only thongs? Yeah, I'm a thong person. Even in skirts? Yeah, almost always. Wow. See, I'm always afraid in a skirt if I'm wearing a thong that like at some point, Marilyn Monroe, like steam's going to blow up and just my ass will be there. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I don't really care. Like, sure, depend- there could be situations in which that was really bad. But like, if I were just walking down the street and some wind blew up my skirt, like, whatever. Fuck it. Okay. Fuck it. Well, I mean, it makes it simple. So yeah, I also love that. Yeah. I feel like my next little luxury might be controversial. It is. I don't think so. But go ahead. Okay. My next little luxury is running my air conditioning 24-7 in the summer. Like, I feel like. Do people not do this? Well, because I have window units. So I feel like people with central air obviously run their AC 24-7. But I feel like with window units, there's like, oh, I'm going to turn it off when I leave. And then you come back to a sweltering house if you like go out for the day or you like adjust it up higher so you're not like wasting the electricity while you're gone. And I'm just like, you know what? My electric bill is probably $300 a month in the summer, but I'm like, that is worth it. That I can always come home to a cool house and I don't have to come in from the sweltering outside and then wait for my apartment to cool down. Mm. I'm like nodding as I look at myself in the Zoom camera and I literally look like, you know that scene in Bridesmaids where... Kristen Wiig's character is like about to have diarrhea and she's just like glistening yeah. like with sweat. That's like literally exactly how I look <laughs> right now. Anyway, I, I fully think that this is the way to go. We used to in Philly, we had like one window unit on every floor of like our skinny little row home and we'd always leave the bedroom one on because it would get the hottest. And you're on the sixth, fifth floor, fourth, third feels up there. Um, third, <laughs> like six. Anyway, I, I think it's, I think it's a good investment into your self-care. I agree. My next one is totally free. I have a block in my calendar every day from 1230 to two for lunch and a walk and having my walk blocked in my calendar. I will say I haven't been using it this week because it's so hot, but like planning all my meetings around that block that already exists and like planning my work day and making that a non-negotiable. So good for my mental health. Yeah, definitely. I've tried to adopt this, by the way. Oh, good. You I'm should. Inspired by you. My next one, which I have taken you to enjoy, is Swedish candy from Bonbon. Bon. It is this New York City Swedish candy store. I think they have three locations. It's so good. It's so much better than American candy. It's like fresher. It's also more sour if you like sour candy. It is so sour. I was shocked. I'm not really a sour candy person, but I was truly shocked. But the other stuff is also very good if you're into other stuff. I love it. It's like so expensive, but I'm like, I'm worth it. You are. My second to last little luxury I will share is maybe my weirdest one. It is getting stuff from the olive bar at the grocery store and getting prosciutto at the grocery store. This feels so luxurious to me, specifically because I remember like directly post-college or when I was in my very early 20s, like I was so broke and being like, you can't buy olives from the olive bar because it's going to be like $5 and it's too expensive or like prosciutto is going to be way too expensive. And so I would have to like ration myself. And now having the ability as a 37-year-old to like buy olive bar olives at will just feels really luxurious to me. I think it is. When you're not worried about like the weight of yeah. the, 
the, the salad bar purchased or whatever yeah. at Whole Foods. I just love olives. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. It, it reminds me how far I've come in life. <laughs> Started from the bottom. <laughs> now I can buy olives. Now you're at the olive bar. Yep. Not the olive garden, the olive bar. <laughs> and then my last little luxury is I have been trying and I'm mostly on a schedule of getting bi-weekly gel manicures. It was my goal, one of my resolutions in... Wait, bi-monthly or by Twice a month, every other week. Okay, okay. You're right. Yeah, that makes sense. It can mean either, so so I, I get it. Oh, okay. Either way, I was like impressed, but I was like, twice a week would be a lot. very luxurious. A lot. <laughs> Too much. Uh, who has time for that? One of my resolutions coming into 2022 was to stop biting my nails because I was like a chronic lifelong nail biter. And I was painting my own nails a lot. And I realized that just like I've outsourced my nails and I'm like, my nails aren't my business. And like, Hmm. it makes the temptation to like pick at them, bite them, anything so much less where I'm like, no, you don't deal with your nails. Somebody else does. Yeah. That really is a luxury. Yeah. So nice. And then I haven't done it in a while. Maybe I'll do it for my book. But last year around this time, I got really into nail art manicures and that felt so luxurious. Like I just would just like stare at my hands. I was like, I'm so fancy and fun. Yeah, you had like Pinterest, like things saved and whatnot. I you should know. get into that, especially for the like book launch week and stuff. I know. Yeah, it made me so happy. It was like something that kid me would have loved. Now let's listen to a few more voicemails about little luxuries. Hi, Beck and Olivia. This is Catherine calling from Denmark, and I'm going to tell you about one of my favorite little luxuries that I implement almost weekly to try and bring some luxury into my everyday. So I basically like to dress up in some of my favorite, slightly fancy clothes. They don't have to be expensive, but the most important part is that you feel both confident and comfortable, maybe feel a bit elegant. I put on often a dress, put on heels, do my hair, and I basically just do my old boring tasks while wearing my fancy clothes. My husband is even a fan now. So we have this little game called Finadema in Danish, which basically translates to fancy ladies. So we'll both be fancy ladies and put on our very best clothes and just do the washing and go shopping and enjoy clothes that would otherwise just hang in the closet until we had a special occasion. So that's my little luxury. I absolutely adore the podcast and I love hearing it every week. All right. Bye. Olivia, how obsessed are you? Scale of one to 10. This sounds like we paid an actor to film this voicemail and send it to us. Like, first of all, (laughs) glamour. Just incredible from start to finish. My jaw dropped when I listened to this voicemail. Just absolutely best accent, best little luxury. I loved the random Danish word that I've never heard of. And the idea of these glamorous people just like going to the grocery store in their gowns and their suit. Incredible. Uh, But I love this as a couple's activity too. Same. I have to pitch this to Jake. I wonder if he probably go for it. Does Jake own a tuxedo? (laughs) Uh, He does. Yes. Oh, he yeah. He could, he could get a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah. I feel like he would go for it. I, I feel like he would. Yeah. Get him a monocle. 
The monocle may be pushing it, but even that I think I could probably <laughs> pitch successfully. Hey, Becca and Olivia. This is Amanda from Manhattan. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I saw your call-out for Little Luxuries, and this is expensive, so I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but it brings me so much serotonin every time I look at it. I got the Susan Alexandra, like, explosion tissue box. It's basically, like, a bunch of little beaded strands all around the tissue box, so it looks like it's exploding like fireworks. I love it. I had spent like over a year just staring at it on my computer, hoping that that would give me the serotonin boost I needed or dopamine. I really can't tell what the different chemical reaction is. But anyway, I finally bought it. I stare at it every day. It makes me so happy. And so I love just looking at pretty silly little things. I love wasting my money on. So anyway, love the pod. See you guys later. Bye. Hi, Becca and Olivia. This is Brooke calling from Media, Pennsylvania, not far from Olivia. I also own Balance Bound, which you all have talked about on the pod. So thank you so much. I wanted to tell you about my little luxury that I try to do every so often. I love going to the movies alone. And I love to do this, especially at one of the dine-in theaters. I treat myself to usually like chicken fingers and wine or some sort of obnoxious fruity drink. I just lounge and enjoy a movie in peace and quiet while my kids are at school, perhaps. Um, I am very lucky that I work for myself and work from home. So, you know, this is something I can do. But even if you're not doing it on a weekday, I think taking yourself on a movie date and treating yourself to whatever delicious or greasy food you enjoy is like the best dopamine boost. Bye. I have forgotten about this, but this used to be one of my little luxuries, and I might want to pick this back up. Also, I don't know if I have a theater around me that serves chicken fingers and wine, but like A-plus snack suggestion. Sounds so good. I'm so hungry right now just thinking about it. I, too, would like chicken fingers and wine alone in a very air-conditioned movie theater. Air conditioning is key. Let's take a quick ad break. Today's episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. I've heard of Stitch Fix for years and years, and I've heard friends sing its praises too, but I have never given it a try myself until right now. I figured that I never really had trouble finding excuses to buy clothes, so why give myself one more reason? The problem with this strategy, though, is that I have somehow ended up with basically 9,000 dresses and exactly zero basics that I often find harder to shop for. Things like jeans and skirts, Stitch Fix makes it easy to shop for exactly what you actually need in your wardrobe, filling in holes and making what you already own that much easier to style. With Stitch Fix, you have a personal stylist who learns about your tastes and collaborates with you on looks you love while still adhering to your budget. And I love how size inclusive they are with sizes ranging from extra small to 3XL. So I got my first box and I was really delighted. I got, first of all, I was not prepared for this, but I got a pair of jeans, which I wasn't really shopping for, but like the delight of not having to try on 9 million pairs of jeans and just trying on one that fit me and I liked, I was like, wow, that alone was worth it. It's a whole new world. But then I was really delighted by the fact that I got a couple of pieces that I would never in a million years have picked for myself. I got this like cute little orange paper bag skirt. And then I got this like cropped cardigan. 
I never would have picked them for myself, but I was like, meh. I was like, they're in the box. Let me try them on. So cute. I really like that. It's kind of fun that somebody else is choosing for you and you get like a little bit outside your style comfort zone. Yeah. I honestly had no idea what to expect when I got my first stitch fix delivery, but I found multiple items in my box that I think I'm really going to wear a lot this fall. My favorite was this incredible long sleeve bodysuit that I am imagining wearing with like denim skirts and pants and boots. And in case you're new to the stitch fix process, like I am, here's how it works. You try everything on at home, keep what you like and send back the rest. And shipping and returns are always free. The best part, in my opinion, is that you're always completely in control. You don't have to subscribe or anything. You can just order a refresh as needed. I can't wait to go on this personal style journey with Stitch Fix, and I hope you'll join us too. Try today at stitchfix.com slash BOP, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash BOP, stitchfix.com slash BOP. All right, Olivia, you are up. What little luxuries do you have in your life? I feel like I have a lot. I love this concept and generally like the idea of romanticizing everything. So anyway, we'll start with the first one, which will not come as a surprise to people who know me, but (laughs) it's candles. And specifically, not just like the scented candles that you find everywhere, but long taper candles, which remind me of like a medieval feast and are not something that you just see everywhere all the time, I guess. I feel like there's something so cozy and romantic about taper candles and they get all drippy. You can get so many beautiful colors now. I love like collecting taper candle stands. I have this dream of doing like a whole table centerpiece with like all the different taper candles I have and stands. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, I, I just love them. And I also love like on a weeknight like eating dinner at the table and lighting two taper candles. It just kind of elevates the the whole thing. It's really nice. And you turn off the rest of the lights? No. (laughs) We are in total darkness. (laughs) No, just, you know, maybe you'll dim the lights. It just kind of adds a little ambiance, I guess. I think at the beginning of this episode, I would have been really impressed by the glamour of this idea. But because you don't have a Danish word for it, it's like... Middle of the road. I mean, for me. th- throw it out the window. Who cares? You know, it's like it's a great idea, but we need a Danish word for it. <laughs> I have a Dutch word for it. Oh, what is it? Okay, so there's this Dutch word, and I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation, but it's like gezellig, and it, it's spelled with a G. Gezellig, maybe. Anyway, our Dutch listeners out there will really be offended. I'm just imagining a whole global bat on paper audience right now, but it means like the feeling of coziness you get or like catching up with friends or seeing someone after Wait, a long time. Is this the word H-Y-G-G-E? That's higa. higa. No, it's a similar concept. Though. Okay. Okay. I was like, that's it, how like, you pronounce that word? <laughs> no, no, no. It doesn't have like, I think a direct translation, like the closest thing is cozy, but basically it's just like, if you're just having a nice, lovely, cozy, comfortable time, you can, you can say that word. Oh, t- anyway. tell me the word again. Hazelig. Hazelic. Spelled with a G. Yeah. Great. Apologies to the the Dutch people. Okay. Okay. Second one. Not quite as cozy, but but I love a high low. I love a high low. (laughs) Give it to me. A McDonald's drive-thru Diet Coke run. I love 
a McDonald's Diet Coke. Like it's crispy. It's a little bit spicy. It's ice cold. It's just, you don't even have to do anything. You don't have to leave your car. You just drive on through. You go to wherever you're going. I love it. We have McDonald's kind of close to us now. And it's just, I don't know. I just adore it. It gives me a little pick me up every time. And it's $1, $1, ladies and gentlemen. Earlier this summer, I thought that I was going to be entering my fountain root beer era only to find out that very few places have fountain root beer. So in fact, I've just had one fountain root beer and I really enjoyed the experience. And I was recently at a McDonald's. We were driving upstate and I was like, do you have root beer? And they were like, Dr. Pepper. And I was like, nope, not the same. Not the same. It's a totally different thing. Where did you get the root beer? I don't even know of a single place that has fountain root beer available. I got it at and Anna's Taqueria in the Prudential Center in Boston. Oh, specific. Shout out okay. to that specific <laughs> Anna's Taqueria. <laughs> well, I'll keep an eye out for you. I will too. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what's next. Yes. My next little luxury is my daily face oil. Technically, it's called a serum, but it's 100% an oil. Like the texture of it is an oil. This is from the brand Nodo. And I think they're known for like, organic or natural. I don't, I don't really know. I got this face oil on a whim and I've been using it religiously for probably four years at this point. Oh, wow. I don't know what it is about it that like works so well for my skin, but if I'm just feeling like a little crusty, I put this on and I'm just renewed. I also mix this in with my CC cream every day and it just hydrates and it gives me this glow. I also use it on my hair sometimes if I uh, feel like it's kind of lackluster. It's just a really incredible product. So I really recommend. What else have you got for us? My next little luxury is Friday night pasta. Already co-sign. Any I, night pasta, frankly. I just, yes, like just weekends, any time that I just like have a big bowl of pasta and like a, a documentary to watch. I, I, that is just my perfect evening. Maybe there's a taper candle lit. I don't know. A big giant glass of ice water next to me. It's just, it's the most lovely feeling ever, ever in the world. I just, it's so comforting to me, especially like fresh basil. We have a little basil plant, no other plants or vegetables growing, but we do have the basil. It's just so nice. Now, are you like challenging yourself to make new types of pasta or there's like the one comfort recipe, like the pasta pomodoro that you talked about in the recipe episode a few weeks ago? Yeah, I usually stick to the pasta pomodoro because it's so cheap <laughs> and it's just really easy and I don't have to think about it. But sometimes, usually if it's like a little colder out, so mm. like I can cook without sweating as I am right now, I'll experiment a bit. But just like the idea of Friday night pasta, I really like. I went through a big at-home carbonara phase during the pandemic. Oh, really? I've yeah. never attempted that, but maybe I will. It took a few tries, but once I figured it out and I like don't have a recipe, I just kind of like make it up. It makes me feel really accomplished to be able to make for myself at home. There's something also like very early 2000s rom-com about sitting on the couch with a bowl of pasta you just made like after a long day. Have you ever seen the movie Because I Said So with Diane Keaton and Mandy Moore? Obviously. Who do you think I am? (laughs) You know that cooking montage? I don't... She might be making pasta where she's like... There's like Van Morrison playing in the background and she's just like... isn't she a In the kitchen looking effortless... Yeah. Oh, no, maybe it's cookies. She's baking like a single cookie for herself, of course. Anyway, like it gives me that kind of feeling, like that kind of cozy feeling. Nancy Myers vibes. Mm. 
my next one, my little luxury is laying out clothes for the next morning. This changes my life. This is simple. I won't go into detail. I've talked about it before, but I just feel like it's the the easiest gift I can give myself every night is just putting my workout clothes out for the next day. Or just if like I'm going somewhere and I have the outfit already planned. I love waking up and not having to think. It's my favorite thing. I love that for you. Thanks. And going off of that, reading on the couch in the morning, first thing with a cup of coffee, favorite thing ever. It gets me out of bed. It's just the best. Like every morning I'm like, this is such a lovely moment in my day. (laughs) And it's so quiet. Nothing's gone wrong yet. It's just, it's really nice. I love this for you. I feel like I have gone through a few phases in my life where I have had this routine and it's lovely. I don't know why I don't do it. Instead, I'm scrolling on my phone, stressing myself out. And so I, I would like to reprioritize this habit because you're right. It's just like the loveliest thing to do in the morning. It is. But I also fell out of it this year for like most of the year. So I totally get once you're out of the habit, it's tough to get back. In general, I'll end on this. One of my favorite things, like little luxuries is turning like everyday things into like an event. So it's not just like you're turning on Netflix, like it's a movie night, you're going to get popcorn, you're going to pick out the treats, you're going to like pour a glass of wine and light some candles or like, it's not just you're like randomly going out to dinner, but it's a date night. And you know, you plan little activities or you're not just like going to a flea market. It's an adventure day and you're like checking out a new restaurant or a new town. And I feel like it just like rebrands the event as something special. Whereas you're really selling on this. paper. I'm like, <laughs> I, I have like a lot of like zest for this. Well, it's also the best with like, if you're going to go to Target, like have an errands day. And it's like, that sounds so not, not exciting <laughs> and zesty, but I mean, it's like, okay, I'm going to go to Target and I'm going to get my coffee and then I'm going to go to TJ Maxx. And like, I get very excited about like planning just like days like that, like the catch up day or or whatever. Yeah, you do do this. (laughs) I think it's like a way of romanticizing things or a way of, I don't know. Anyway, those are some of my little luxuries. Well, let's hear a few more voicemails from listeners about their little luxuries. Hi, Becca. Hi, Olivia. This is Christina. She, her. I'm calling in to share my favorite little luxury, which is my monthly unlimited membership to my local car wash. I love going through the car wash with like a little beverage, maybe blasting some music so that I can sing along or honestly get a little rage out. And I decided that maybe I can't keep my whole apartment clean, but I can commit to keeping my car clean. I hope this inspires some of you to give your car a little wash. Thanks. Love the podcast. Bye. Hi, Becca and Olivia. I'm calling in about little luxuries. Mine is Trader Joe's frozen croissants. They are so fantastic. They're so delicious and they're so easy. You just put them out the night before. All of a sudden you wake up and they're huge and then you bake them and they're so delicious. There's regular and almond and chocolate and I eat one every Friday and always look forward to it. Thanks. I love the idea of having like an at-home Friday treat ritual to like start the morning because Fridays feel like you're like, oh, I'm almost to the weekend. I like might steal this. I don't know if mine is a croissant. But I really like the idea of having like a standing Friday treat breakfast. I do too. So much. I don't know why I've never thought of this before. I am interested in trying the Trader Joe's chocolate croissants. Yeah. Didn't they say in the voicemail there's almond too? Yeah. I don't care as much about those. I am interested in the chocolate ones. 
<laughs> okay. I support that. Yeah. Maybe it's like a dessert though. I don't know. I'm not really a mm. sweet breakfast person. Hey, Becca and Olivia. Uh, my name's Molly. I'm from the Missouri Boot Heel, and my little luxury is doing my nighttime routine from bed. So I'm very much a bed person anyways. Like I like to get in my bed and hibernate no later than 7.30 every night. Um, but after I brush my teeth, I take to my bed for a final time and do these steps. I floss. I put on a final lather of CeraVe night cream on my face. Um, I use this Bing Frenchie Cedar and Bergamot hand cream that I got at Target that smells really good. And then I finish things off with Patchology's lip service, uh, which I actually love even more than Laneige. It's kind of the ultimate in laziness, but it also feels so decadent. Anyways, love the podcast. Can't wait to discuss Tom Lake with y'all in a few weeks. This is genius, and I am stealing this. This also reminds me of early 2000s rom-coms when everyone would get in bed and apply lotion, like instantly. Like every woman in a rom-com is just lotioning her arms in bed at, at all times. And I'm like, why don't we do that more? It does seem soothing. But I love the idea of, I guess maybe I would need two containers of face cream, but like having a face cream and an eye cream next to my bed and like yeah, doing it from bed. I do do like my face cream, my skin food from bed a lot because I forget otherwise. Mm. Mm. More things should be done from bed. I yeah. Think. I do it in the bathroom after I brush my teeth, but some nights you're like so tired that I just, I don't want to do the face stuff. But I feel like if I did mm-hmm. it in bed, that's a game changer. Absolutely. I also feel like in movies, you know, like the like rich older woman, I feel like she always has a lot of skincare on her bed. Like I'm thinking of, this is such an obscure reference, the movie The High Note with Tracy Ellis Ross and Dakota Johnson. Anyway, it like came out during the pandemic and like, I don't (laughs) think it was very popular, but I do recommend it. But anyway, she's like a fancy singer and she had all of this, like all the Augustinus Botter cream on her (laughs) nightstand. And I remember like sending it to Grace. I was like, look at this woman. This is so rich. But yeah, like the idea of having like a whole skincare routine on your nightstand is like very glamorous to me. I actually think the idea of like a perfectly organized nightstand is very luxurious in general. Are you a chaotic nightstand person or is it like everything's in its place? Everything's in its place, but I don't have a lot of things on my nightstand. I feel like things I bought and liked popularized like what's on your nightstand. And for a while in every Instagram Q&A I got, it was like, what's on your nightstand? And I was like, nothing interesting. (laughs) It's like tissues, lotion, a clock. And then there's like a little tray that has like a lip mask that has like hair ties, clips, hand lotion. Sounds so efficient. You have everything right there. But it's like, there's nothing exciting there. (laughs) That's true. I guess. It's exciting to me. Oh. What does your nightstand look like, I now wonder? Right now, it's just all books and usually dried up contacts that I forget to take out and then don't want to go to the bathroom to throw out because I have dailies. So not not so luxurious. Less glamorous. reality. (laughs) Well, let's take a quick break before we get into end matter. So I was going through old photos on my Instagram the other day because I was looking for something to post on the Facebook group thread about dressing like it was 2013. And as I scrolled back, one of the things that hit me most is how much better my hair looks now. 
And maybe it's only noticeable to me, but I was like really, really struck by the difference. And truly, I am giving all the credit to Pros, which is my favorite brand of custom made-to-order hair care. So I've been using this brand for over three years. They gave it to me for free once. I pay for it with my own money. I love it. I cannot rave about it enough. My hair is just overall healthier, it's shinier, and I can go longer between washes without getting greasy, which is such a big deal. Here's how it works. You take their in-depth hair quiz, which asks you about everything from your hair goals and styling routine to your exercise routine and zip codes so they can take into account environmental factors too. They analyze over 85 factors to come up with a completely custom formula to address your needs. So what I get and what Becca gets and what you get will all be completely different and customized to our unique hair types and goals. And one of my favorite things about Pros is that it gets better the longer you use it with their review and refine feature. Each time you reorder, they ask you how they did and you can tweak the formula. And I also think this is why my hair never gets used to the product. And even after three years, it still works for me as opposed to other brands where I feel like my hair gets used to a product. And then, you know, six months or a year later, like it just stops working as well as it did at the beginning. And you don't have to take our word for it. Trying pros is completely risk-free. If you're not positive that pros is the best hair care you've had, they'll take the products back. No questions asked. Custom made-to-order hair care from Pros has your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash BOP. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash BOP for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. All right, let's get into the end matter here. Olivia, tell me about your obsession. Okay. My obsession is something that I stumbled upon this week. I was trying to look up Writer's Routine, which is a podcast I love, to see if they had a new episode. And for some reason, this other podcast populated. It's called Writers on Writing. And the most recent one was an interview with Ashley Aldrain, who is one of my favorite writers of all time. And I have now listened to like four different episodes. Oh, Yeah, it's what it sounds like. It's just interviewing writers about writing and their most recent books. But the Ashley Aldrain one is incredible. I listened to the Rebecca Mackay episode. There's an episode with Anne Napolitano about Hello Beautiful. Like, it's just so, so relaxing and so interesting. Like, I've learned so much already. I feel like I've... (laughs) I haven't written anything since listening this week, but (laughs) I feel like I've become a better writer. I don't know. (laughs) It's so helpful. I really, really suggest it. Well, I'm sold. What is your obsession? So mine is like kind of in the same vein. So on Sunday night, I started reading a Catherine Center book that I had not yet read. It's not new, but it was new to me. And I read like a chapter and I was like, I never have this feeling about anyone, but I was like, I don't want to read this book. You know what I want to do? I'm going to listen to an interview with Catherine Center. Like just the weirdest urge. So I followed the, well, first I went to her Instagram page to see if she had like story highlights. I wanted to see her like talk about herself and her career and her writing. And she didn't really have anything there. So then I just Googled Catherine Center interview. And the first interview, the first result was like a YouTube video and it was over an hour long. And I do not know what possessed me, but like, I was like, sure, I'll try this. (laughs) Olivia, it is so good. I bookmarked it to watch because I'm, you know, I'm obsessed with this kind of thing. So I am really looking forward to it. I'm obsessed with Catherine Center's books. And I did not know a lot about her as a person. And I think she's had a really interesting writer journey. And she talked a lot about how 
she went to an MFA program and then didn't publish anything for eight years, just like kept getting rejected. And then when she did publish, I feel like she took quite a while to break out. And so she's kind of adopted this mindset of like radical joy almost of like needing to like find joy in the process. And it was so what I needed to hear. And also like it didn't feel... Sometimes I feel like when people give this type of advice, it feels too like rainbows and butterflies and I like can't get on board. But she was like also talking about her cynical side and it felt like, I don't know, I just like really, really enjoyed listening to her talk about this. And it made me even more obsessed with her, which I was already at a 10. So now I'm at like a 15. I'm really looking forward to watching this. It sounds great. Oh, it was so good. What about on the reading front? I read Main Character Energy by Jamie Varon. And this is about a plus-size protagonist that's like part of the story who is working at this sort of like unfulfilling website job. And her kind of like mysterious aunt passes away. And this isn't really giving anything away, I don't think. Leaves her a villa in the south of France. So this is a romance. And it was just a really like pleasant, fun read. I just like whipped through it so fast. And it's pretty much like my dream life scenario. If I was single, I would really love to be left a villa in the South of France where, by the way, another plot point is that her aunt wants her to, her only stipulation is that she has to write the first draft of a novel while she's there for six months. There's a hot male love interest, obviously, just in the villa as one is. So it was just like a really, really fun little read. I enjoyed it a lot. (laughs) Oh, what did you read? I read two things. So first thing I read was this book called Woman on Fire by Lisa Barr. And this was a Grace recommendation. I feel like Grace very infrequently will text me and be like, you need to read this book. And so, and I, she has my taste very dialed in. So when she sends me a text about a book, like I take it very, very seriously. And so I bought this book like six months ago and I've just been so frazzled with research reading for my own book and reading for the podcast and trying to read new stuff that I, I just hadn't gotten to it. And this weekend I was like, my birthday weekend, I'm staying in, it's 95 degrees. Like I'm reading this treat book. So I don't quite know what to call it. I don't know if we would call it a thriller. It's like a suspense maybe, but it's about art theft, which is like one of my niche non-genres that I will read anything in. So it's about art theft, but specifically relating to paintings that were stolen by Nazis during World War II, which is something I knew nothing about. So it is a contemporary book. It's told in the present timeline, but it's surrounding historical crimes. So it was really interesting. I learned a lot. I was like on the edge of my seat. I was fascinated by it. Highly recommend. It's also apparently becoming a movie with Sharon Stone. Oh, interesting. Right? Mm -hmm. So really enjoyed that. And then the other thing I read, which I alluded to, is I read What You Wish For by Catherine Center, which I think might have been her 2019 book. And I mean as one does, all Catherine centers are fantastic. But I'm just like in awe of this this woman. Has she been on the podcast? No, no. I just discovered her like in the last six months. I was late to the party. She's killing it. I, I know. Stuff everywhere. She DMs me back. We should have her on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. 
So that's what we read. But if none of those appeal to you, we also have our September book club pick, which is Tom Lake by Ann Patchett. And I'm so excited to talk to you all about this one. And I also feel like a lot of people who have IRL book clubs are reading this for their book club. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of overlap. I feel like this is the book club book of the fall. The book is about a woman in her 50s who is telling a story to her three adult daughters about a time when she was in her 20s and she was dating this man who went on to become like an A-list name brand actor. And the book is so fantastic. It is like really pacey. It has a lot of like a lot to say, but it's still really entertaining. I can't wait to talk about this with you. Everyone I know who has read it has been like, this is one of my top books of the year, myself included. I'm reading this now. I'm really enjoying it. And also the audiobook is narrated by Meryl Streep. So if you're an audiobook person or a Meryl Streep person, and really who of us are not Meryl Streep people, check that out. I read with my eyes the first time, but I'm definitely reading with my ears on my second time around to prep for the podcast. I can't wait to hear Meryl read it. If you would like to discuss any of this with us, talk more about little luxuries, whatever, you can find us in the Facebook group at Bad on Paper Podcast or on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. I am on Instagram at Olivia Mentor. I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.